1: Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage and Battle of the Belt preview. I'm Adam Wilbaugh from What Culture, joined by one of the deadly boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's shows of AEW Rampage and AEW Battle of the Belts 5. Don't know. <laughs> but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, for daily wrestling podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Amazon Music, you know, get the idea. Uh where we review uh, not just AW uh, but also AW Dynamite, Raw Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, pay-per-view's premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions, and the round of the week complete, bloody quiz of course on wrestle culture. As I said, they joined by Michael Rodriguez to look ahead to the Rampage baby. This is Rampage now. Bell bills. Uh,
2: Siege, how are you feeling about tonight's doubleheader? Mostly ambivalent outside <laughs> yeah. of Jeff Jarrett. Yes. If I'm being, that is my, as succinctly as I can put it, that is how I am feeling. Um, got a bit of apprehension about one match result, bit of ellipsis there to mm-hmm. keep you on the hook for the rest of the pod. Um, but no, no, I've got thoughts about this. Don't worry. I'm not going to be numb who mm. gives a toss it's only these two shows i've got thoughts positive and almost very overwhelmingly negative about a particular outcome um so we'll get into it but yeah look ultimately on friday nights i'm usually on friday afternoons or mornings in what culture i'm like ah that's rampage there's one much i'm really looking forward to here like really looking forward to it and another where i'm like oh don't go the way i'm thinking you might go here mm. um um
1: Four championship matches in all then across the two hours. So we'll sort of group them all together and then deal with, well, everything else that's going to be on Rampage, basically. Um, But let's start with a title match that is going to be on Rampage. Newly crowned, uh, or recrowned, I suppose, TNT champion
2: Darby Allin. Uh, First defense against Mike Bennett. Yeah, it's uh, not particularly exciting, if I'm being perfectly honest. Look, it's a start. It's... Look, Tony Khan is guilty of often doing these amazing builds. He's so good at building a house and then like it kind of, he's not good at maintaining it, which mm. is odd. You, Surely it's easier to do it the other way around. Like it's really hard to create stars or to create um, wrestlers that people have a, real bond with especially doing it all over again because there was um times in 2022 when i was thinking especially like the kyle o'reilly match at double or nothing felt like an unnecessary addition to the card he lost clean and then he felt like just the party guy party match guy but no that one segment virtually well the match with Samojo helped enormously then that segment with Sting was great he can do kind of what he wants with the light switch can tony khan mm-hmm. at his very best um but it, Feels like consistent with the Action Andretti and Ricky Stark stuff where complaints about Tony Khan was he can do so much with so many talents and then you just forget about them. Wardlow, Miro, um, et cetera. Where I just think it's a nice just... It's a nice reminder of, no, I still care about this talent. I'm not going to let them languish because Wardlow's TNT title run languished. He barely Mm. defended the thing for quite some time. So I just think it's a nice little look. I'm not going to forget about him. Here he is for 10 minutes. Um, Mike Bennett, quite frankly, isn't the most credible nor exciting opponent. But the fact that this is live and the fans will be fresh and up for it will probably help this match enormously. Um, obviously, Alan got a hero's reception. I think at this point he's utterly made with his AEW fan base, irrespective of the region. And, you know, Mike Bennett can go. Yeah. This feels like the ultimate backhand compliment of, you know, solid professional, you can do a job. It's never, like, remarkable. I'm not expecting to be blown away, nor I'm expecting any drama to spill out of the outcome, but I think he'll be absolutely bang up for it. I think for obvious reasons, the WWE run, like it's basically exile at this point, Impact mm. Wrestling, despite the fact that their base is adamant that this product really is great, you're all you're all but in exile. Very few things penetrate the discourse that emerge from Impact Wrestling, even if it's good, mm. there's just no space. So I'm expecting Will Bourne a good to very good match, helped enormously by the fact that this crowd will be fresh.
1: Yeah, not exactly the same way. This is akin to Dante Martin challenging for the world title, isn't it? If like, Well, solid first defence against someone who's entertaining in the ring in a different way, obviously, yeah. Mike Bennett, compared to to Dante Martin. But yeah, Darby Allen's going to... Do some bonkers stuff with his bodies. he does every match.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think people... I think this will surprise a few people. If it hits its ceiling, mm. I think a lot of people will be full of admiration for what this match can achieve because Bennett is really good and he's only improved um, in the background. But yeah. it's the background, so there's no excitement. But I think people will be surprised by this. Not by the outcome, of course. No, exactly. Um, watch this.
1: Switching gears now uh, to... Well, meals. Uh, where all the other title matches are going down. Um, we've talked on numerous times. I think it is Battle of the Bells 5, this. We've talked on many occasions about, like, how do they, you know, rebuild the excitement that we had initially when we sat around here and said, they're going to do Battle of the Bells special show. And then, granted, it was, I think we thought it was going to be two hours, wasn't it? And then it was shortened to one hour and blah, blah, blah. And it was a sort of trade-off of the the chat, the, the networks, et cetera, et cetera. And then it felt like both parties went... Can't really be arsed with this. Felt like it was an obligation for the, the network to give this to AEW and then AEW were like, "Oh, I don't really want to put many big title matches on there. Hence why you got, you know, FTW championship defenses early on and I ton- wage six months yeah. and stuff like that. And why tonight we're getting a very straightforward TBS championship, quite possibly squash for Jade Cargill.
2: Aye, look, just no one cares about this match, no one cares about the outcome. And um, there's no doubt about the result, particularly when Jade Cargill won a match with Sky Blue in it on Wednesday. Sky Blue yep. was in that match wasn't yeah. she? Ridiculous! Absolutely. What were they thinking? What were the uh, well, thinking? Well, technically,
1: she only pinned Kiera. Yes,
2: yeah, just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like no one cares about this match. It's not going to be particularly good. And the old take about Jade Cargill for me, and it's sad. I don't want to. Say this. I don't want to think it, but it's nonetheless true. The old take: Well, Jade Cargill isn't going to give you a great match, but the good thing is that you get great matches every single week, sometimes multiple. And what you have in Jade Cargill is an absolutely brilliant trash talker, great star who can bicycle pump kick someone's <laughs> face <laughs> yeah. off and make you explode in the process. That version of Jade Cargill's gone. Mm. You can't even say she's a star anymore because she's not moving the needle. She doesn't get reactions. And uh, it's just gone. It's absolutely off the road stuff with her. This is going to go about two minutes. The fact that they are putting a women's title match squash on this show gives me reservations about another match that's happening on there. So away from the match, it's going to go. F- it would be lucky to go five minutes. Mm. And look, Sky Blue might get an impressive comeback sequence, but it's one of those where it's like, even if she, even if this match is the best possible version of itself, yeah, and it takes everyone by surprise. And there's a great comeback spot, and Sky Blue shows loads in defeat. She's not going to get booked prominently after the fact. No. So there's no point in investing, even if it's even if it completely over delivers. It's still haunted by what the TBS title division and what the underling wrestlers in AEW's women's division are. Yeah,
1: I think, no no offense to Sky Blue, It's the exact reasons you pointed out, I'm sure she, they could have a great match tonight. Um, But even if Red Velvet comes down to the ring and clonks Jade Cargill on the head with a mallet, I will not buy a pin for Sky Blue taking the title off her. Do you think, playing Devil's Advocate slightly, though, that potentially they're doing this, A, because, oh, it's just a throwaway championship match from Bill and Bill. But also, I will swear on Dynamite they said Cargill's 47-0. Is this potentially a little bit of stat padding so they can be like, when we get to her versus Red Velvet, it's either... Red Velvet becomes champion, or Jay Cargo goes to 50, because because 50 is a nice round yeah, number. Yeah, maybe
2: that. Yeah, that's all that is. It's, it's all been Star pattern. Well, virtually oh, yeah. all of it. There's <laughs> been some highlights. Let's not gloss over the highlights. There have been some highlights. But just a quick note on Battle of the Belts overall before, because no one cares about this match. There's a <laughs> hierarchy of AEW content, okay? And for me, it goes Dynamite 1 in the pay-per-views are A. That's how strong Dynamite is. Especially recently. Yeah, that's where you get the full pro wrestling experience as well, where there's a brevity to it, there's a range to it. You get pay-per-view quality action in the ring on it. You get the wonderful angles and promos and detail. So that's 1 and A for me. Underneath Rampage, purely because you do get some great matches on there from time to time, and they have been trying to do a bit more with it, with the Moxley stuff, and then you get like the odd Shibata craziness. Yes. So... Pay-per-views, Dynamite, Rampage. Underneath that, for me, the ones I personally enjoy watching the most, Rule 2. Yeah. Because I just think they do a fantastic job in the control center. Like, it's criminally underexplored how good they are at building matches via that format. Mm. Underneath that, you get Dark, purely because Excalibur and Taz are so good on commentary. Mm -hmm. Like, genuinely, I would prefer to watch... Dark for that alone than Battle of the Belts. <laughs> Underneath that, I would go Battle of the Belts because elevation, you don't get the charm of the oh, who cares? We just need some content for YouTube and it might go to a network someday, and this person needs a few wins. Mm. Like elevation's last, but Battle of the Belts for me, legitimately, in terms of the ones I get excited about watching yeah. or I derive enjoyment from watching, is second bottom on that totem pole a low dark. At least Kenny Omega is going to work a dark every now and then for the band. So at least you get Taz being really, really funny. Yeah, yeah. Battle of the belts for me is second bottom.
1: I can't, can't argue with that to be perfectly honest. Uh, We've got the all Atlantic championship defense as well tonight. Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian. Um, This saga continues. I'm
2: scared about this. The, yeah, I am those, a little bit. I'm a little bit scared of this, which I think means they've done quite a good job under the circumstances. Kip Sabian has been lurking around that All-Atlantic title for ages. He targeted Pac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been wanting to do something with him for ages with a box on his head stuff. He has been uh, circling Orange Cassidy for quite some time. They have been trying to present Kip Sabian as Orange Cassidy's big bad with this All-Atlantic title reign, and I think that is kind of preposterous. But the fact that they've built this... At, with using the not inconsiderable and incredibly precious, in fact, resources of TV time mm-hmm. by doing the Trent match, spinning off it, and the Trent 7 yeah. stuff. And uh, he's been just lurking, Cassidy, for ages.
1: They've held off for a while, like, we'll make fans wait for this. Yeah,
2: Like, if you're looking at the All Atlantic title as a thing to... Ultimately, it's a device. All titles are a device to further storylines and to get characters over. It's the kind of thing you could switch around once every quarter. And I think we're coming up on Orange Cassidy, having had that for a quarter of the time. Mm. He's defended it loads, so it feels like he's been the champion for a long, old time. And uh, Kip Sabian is liked within that organization. He um, was part of that 29% skeleton roster that worked DQT Marshall's gym tapings before the roster completely exploded. And I think that when he had the injury at the unfortunate time and his dedication the fact that he's been a day oneer i just think he's internally well liked and if they give him the title here which again given how well not well built but how carefully built and for over what the span of time it's been it, if nothing else he's kind of weirdly credible not credible but viable yeah feasible as opposed to credible so I'm going to worry about it and maybe there'll be some drama spinning on the back of that but And the fact that there's going to be a squash on here and there's going to be a no-DQ party match adjacent stuff with Jarrett, that's not going to go really long. It's not an epic. Mm. This could go about 20 minutes. This could be the 20-minute singles match where they want to give Kip Sabian the breakthrough to see after all these years if he really has it. In my opinion, he doesn't. He comes off so fake for me. This really exaggerated... I've referred to it as like a Batman composite. He goes very Jared Leto with his stuff and his Mm. kind of poetry. It just feels so forced and phony and fake. But my worry is that if in fact he gets strapped up with this All-Atlantic title, it will, I think, for the very first time in AEW history, represent an occasion on which they're trying to get the title to make the man who doesn't really deserve a title. If you look at all that talent, and what a title is meant to represent, achievement, best in best in class, all the rest of it, being over, being depended upon to like be on TV, like it's just not there with Sabian at all. Like I just find it so forced and phony. You know, I was watching like many people, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. I heard about that. And yeah. uh, Will Osprey was cutting. I don't think he could put on an act. In fact, when he's trying to do it. He's been terrible, so I think he's probably realized, you know what, he has got a bit of self-deprecation in Osprey. When oh, was, yeah. When he's doing the Conor McGregor stuff and, like, the white boy act, he's realized I'm better off just being a big, dumbass baby face because that's <laughs> yes. what I am at my core. And I get laughed at when I try and put on a character and yeah. a facade. But in contrast, Kenny is still the exaggerated anime villain. And it's weird, it's such a contrast between how real... Osprey presented himself and Omega was this very arch, like supervillain guy. He can pull it off. He can pull that off. Kip Sabian cannot. So I'm worried about the outcome. And I'm best case scenario is that they want this to go long because the other two matches aren't and there's only three matches on the hour. Mm-hmm. I think they want this showcase to do the whole 15 minute Kip Sabian, go on then, put your best performance ever and see if anything happens at the best of it. I'm worried about the switch though.
1: I like the idea of go out there. Really showcase your talents, show the world, you know, what you can bring to AW on probably the least watch AW show of the month.
2: The guy had a bang average match with Pac.
1: Like, come on. Which they yeah, which they'd build been building up to for six months. Or yeah, whatever this was. could
2: be better because no one with the zero hour, no one really cares. And there's more there'll be more um people will be fresher, more up for this. Yeah. But I just s uh, I just don't I just don't think it's very good and I feel harsh, but I just well, don't I- think it is. To make it slightly more interesting. No, Dave. Oh no. <laughs>
1: I meant to press That's. To,
2: to, I was going to like, that's not what Dynamite is. It's in like five days. It's so it is Battle of the Belts
1: 5 tonight. The reason I say that is that means there's been 12 championship matches on the previous four um, Battle of the Belts. Um, one was in, uh, an interim, no one's champion uh, championship match. So disregard that, 11 matches. How many title changes have there been at Battle of the Belts so far? So not the interim. Not the, in, not the I think
2: it was... I didn't because that then. was Guevara and Dustin Rhodes, was it not? Yes, it was. Not including that, uh, and none. One, one.
1: Sammy beating Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship Battle of the Belts two. God, no one remembers anything about that. So I think I completely agree with you that if there is going to be a title change tonight, there's your match. Yeah. Because it's pretty pointless being like all <clears throat> all, all championship matches. I mean, no one loses, but yeah. And I think. Like you say, considering the history that's gone into this, yeah? I don't know what Orange Cassidy's was next. I don't know who Kip Sabian feud with next, but I reckon you might be right. I think it might be a title
2: change there. If I was putting money on it, I would, with odds depending, I would put the money on Sabian here. I was going to say then, that's our head call
1: for title change. Our heart call is the tag team title match. But it's not, because everyone loves the acclaimed, and we do too, of course. But by God, if anyone's going to take the titles off them, and they already sort of have, uh, it's Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in this no-holds-barred match. This will be a
2: load of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think everyone loves the acclaim, but everyone loves this feud. Like, yeah. everyone is, every, I think everyone is shocked to the extent of how much they are loving this feud. Like, you know, you sometimes you doubt Tony Khan. Sometimes you think, right, okay, he's hired too many guys. He's lowered the prestige of the titles. He's made every single mistake that any promoter that every promoter makes at some point. It's just a life cycle of being a wrestling booker. Oh, what a shame. RIP 80 dub in 2022. That was the sentiment that yeah. I certainly felt. And then towards the end of 2022, the end of 2023, if you were to tell me post-Brawl out, everyone you really like, other than like, you know, MGF and Moxley and Danielson and Jericho, it's, it's gone. They're suspended. And it's never going to be the same. Only one side of the dispute is going to come back. And it's bittersweet and there's a cloud and this follows really weird booking decisions. A general lapse in mood and form and, oh, God, it's just the magic was going away Mm -hmm. If you could just go travel back in time, say, Sidge, yes? Guess what? What? You're not going to believe this. I promise it's true. I've traveled back from the future. Please, I need some copium here. Give me some copium you are going to care immensely and be <laughs> unbelievably entertained to a level you'll never thought possible about a program with Jay Lethal in it. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is he's back. Yeah. If you can Tony's uh, got his groove back. Like the whole point is, right? You know that old take about um Vince Russo. Say what you will about me. I had a rule for everyone on this roster, right? Okay, one of them's going to want to suck their mom's tits, and then, because I'm such a misogynistic arsehole, it's going to be revealed that she was pretending to be abused to get back at someone. All right, that's not, it's like the, that take I have. Just because it's something, <laughs> just because it's a story, just, ah, uh, some development here. It's a sh** development!
1: Did you see the thing over, I don't know if it was over Christmas, I just saw it over Christmas, about him being like, Guys, you didn't really think Beaver Cleavage's mum was actually related to him. It was all a strategy. What strategy, Vince?
2: Yeah, because he's writing for WrestleCrap now. Yeah. Which is just, uh, that's bleak for me. Very bleak. <laughs> um, I don't think he's remembered that he actually did <laughs> reveal the twist on... T- you just didn't give it a chance and you didn't know where it was going. It's like, we did, we saw it, and it was horrible. It was reprehensible, in fact. <laughs> yeah. But that take... Does kind of apply to Tony but mm-hmm. in a good way. Like if he can get me invested in Jay Lethal, who I just think is boring and, you know, the whispers make me not Jay want lethal, to like him.
1: Jay Lethal. Yeah, he has to do a,
2: We used to do a bit about how uninterested yeah. we were in Jay Lethal. And he's got a goddamn great programme out of the out of him. So aye. Look, there's not gonna be a title change. This is going to be tremendously fun. It's not going to outstay its welcome. They are going to measure the tone length. Atmosphere, a pulse of this to tremendous effect. Like, Sanjay Dutt being the guy. Max Caster is going to take a guitar a guitar shot to the head. Or Jeff Jarrett wants to do it because that's what they've been building to throughout all of this. If it's Sanjay Dutt doing the and back spot, Yikes. for how much that little idiot has been gurning and mugging for the cameras, the worst rap you've ever heard in your life, Right. <laughs> it's worse than the Jim Ross one. Yeah. And then Caster spins away and he takes the chair yeah. shot with the head. Guitar Af- shot. A guitar shot. Yeah. After Satnam Singh takes it and no-sells it, there's so much to play with here. I cannot wait. It's going to be fantastic. And I want another telling story with FTR on the gun club. And if in fact they're not going to WWE, the whole idea is they're going to redeem themselves against the gun club and then challenge for the acclaimed... Do FTR versus Jarrett and Lethal. <sighs> yeah. It's the last one before they get the acclaim because I'm not ready to have this act go away. It's too phenomenally good.
1: Yeah, I have no notes on what you said there. I completely agree. I was going to say, yeah, Max Caster, Ducks, Guitar shots to... to uh, uh, what's his name? Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt, thank you. Sanjay Dutt. Uh, I like the Satnam Singh No Sell as well. Maybe the cowboy hat left on a... Concussed Sanjay Dutt as he's still in the guitar, slumped in the corner. Pop the pop the cowboy hat on him, and the acclaimed ride off into the sunset as, as tag team champions. Yeah. Perfect, awesome.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds.
1: Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? RocketMoney.com/slash/wrestling. Uh, right, let's talk about the match. I think you were alluding to is the one you're really actually looking forward to tonight. Uh, Moxley and Danielson versus Top Flight.
2: All oh, right, no, no, I was talking about the acclaimed in Jeff. Jackson. Oh yeah, but also this. Ah, uh, a bit. Yeah, not enormously. It's going to be like three and a half stars. It's going to be very well worked. They're going to give Top Flight loads. Feel a bit sorry for Top Flight because like they're just like, hey, we're just here, happy
1: to be here, happy to be competing, and it's like, this is not the week to be fighting John Moxley. It's never a good week to be fighting John Moxley because even if you just go, hey, let's have a good, uh, good gentleman's battle out there, John, he's gonna rake you back, he's gonna bite your head, and he's gonna chuck you about around ringside, and then probably make you pass out effectively. But like now, Danielson has got like this, this little temptation in front of him with MJF being like, you got to keep winning, brother. And Danielson's just pissed off because he ran through Tony Nese and He's not been able to get his hands on Maxwell. <laughs> Poor Dottie and, and Red caved in.
2: There's going to be some nice sickles pleasure derived from this match. And it's one of those where I feel bad for not being that into it because they are doing a series of clever strategic moves here. They're going to make top flight look good in defeat. 2023 should be a breakout year for Top Flight. Um, It's a nice, cynical ploy to get two stars on Rampage to just get that fractionally better demo number than the disasters that were increasing towards the end of last year. And they are trying to achieve that by doing some good in-ring action that serves a couple of purposes all at once. It's all very quite clever and nice. I'm not that bothered about it, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um... Yeah, I don't know if it's just genu- general. Um, there's been a lot of wrestling fatigue, and this is the guaranteed to be at least good thing that I just don't care about that much. Mm. Um, it's all very admirable, the book in here. There's going to be some sickles pleasure. It will be very good. I'm just not that. I'm not doing cartwheels over it.
1: Yeah, it's it's your archetypal, straightforward, as much as it's not like, Know not top flight on jobbers, but you're not going to have Moxley or Danielson lose considering what they've got going up. Well, next week and in March for, for Danielson, Is probably this building
2: towards top flight joining the BCC potentially because they don't really have a actual tag. Team. The tag everyone tags an AW. It's one of those promotions, but they could do the fit
1: potentially. I mean,
2: I like the. Yeah, sorry, go on. They've, well, they're going to say they've already done the whole.
1: Didn't they fight FTR a few weeks back in a very sort of gentlemanly... Yeah. they're trying to prove themselves.
2: Yeah, that's part of the arc. And look, if nothing else, right, there are certain acts in AEW who can't progress because of the schedule and the roster size where it happens time and time and time and time again where you need to expand, you need to be better than good or promising in this promotion for fans to really care about you if Top Flight joined BCC, and that's why they've been working BCC as a subplot for this Mm -hmm. long, then it gives them a different dimension to their working style, where it's like, no, you have to start laying it in. You can't just do too many aerials. Don't lose that aspect of your act, but, you know, like, learn our way as well. Maybe it's a shortcut to, like, rounding out their games or something. So there is... um, It's all very smart. It's all very astute. It's all very strategic. It's just not particularly stirring.
1: And imagine if... Chuck any, I was just going to say you U then, but you chuck any of the other lads in the BCC in with top Flight and have a trios match ah? with, with the Elite, for example, yeah. or House of Bleck, who we'll get to in due course, but yeah, an obvious victory for, for Moxley and Danielson. Uh, the Bastard is in action tonight, not Pack. Uh, I'm talking about Preston Vance, um, I think taking the mask off him and having him join, I, I'm not, I've not been a fan of the, whatever they're calling it, office this week, but... I like Preston's heel turn and I think he's got he's a very handsome man. He looks before we get into this On a complete tangent here, he looks a little bit like one of my missus's mates' other half. Should I tell him or is that like, like would you tell someone or oh, you look if he doesn't he doesn't watch wrestling, yeah. you look like a wrestler? Or is that <laughs> if
2: I was compared to oh there's this guy who used to wear a mask in wrestling, and when he took it off, a lot of people said it's very handsome. Mm. Why was he wearing a mask? If I looked like that, yeah, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, okay. Certainly. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait for that. I know he's just rolling her
1: eyes as I go. Jay, yeah, you look, um, you're the Preston Vance, huh? AW. Right. Do you know about WWE? Like, I'm yeah, gonna have yeah, to go yeah, all yeah. the way back and then explain it, but he's, yeah, he's a handsome chap. But um, Preston Vance is gonna kill a dude tonight. <laughs>
2: You ever seen that, uh, you ever watched Seinfeld? Yeah. You've seen the one where Jerry dates the woman who looks different in different lights? Yes. Sometimes Preston Vance looks like Harry Kane, and then yeah. other times he looks like Ryan Gosling? Yeah. And I can never work
1: out which one it is. Yeah, he looked, when he was doing the, I like the little explain thing that he did with, was it Jim Ross he did it with, or Tony? I can't remember. It was you? Yeah. Yeah, when he was just like, the part-time. He's a, he's a snod-nosed punk rat now, negative one. Um, I think he, I thought he looked particularly decent in that one. So that was. he wouldn't kick him out of bed. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna chuck some poor little dude that you always say they need to go around and find the ugliest little weakling that they can
2: find at the local gym and say,
1: Do "You want twenty bucks, and this lad can chuck you around yeah, for five minutes." Guy,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, the palest muffin top dog you've ever seen in your <laughs> goddamn life. Basically, me.
1: Oh, well the thing is. You put any anyone, a lot of people, not anyone, but many people next to Preston Bantz and they look like a piece of crap. Yeah. But it's like doubly bad, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's the giveaway, isn't it? I mean, it's the Rampage thing anyway that you're going, well, this isn't going to be a 20-minute epic for arguably any of the matches. Yeah. But uh, the giveaway of blank in action means blank, squashing a jobber that you're probably not going to have heard of. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker are looking to make a statement tonight. They're taking on the Renegades um, as well, ahead of... I remember the Renegades. No.
2: Um. Oh, what was the typo? Oh, wait a second. I'm going to Google this. It was kick ass, but lick my sister's ass or something like that. <laughs> now
1: you said that. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah, there's Robin Renegade. The Renegade Twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna dig this one out if I can. Because A two-minute squash win. Yes, uh, ahead of uh, Tony Storm, of course, partnering with Soraya next oh, I'm week. I'm not getting
2: into this again. I'd rather talk about William Regal at Dax Harwood than this discourse, which is killing us already internally. Jesus Christ. It's officially, you are not allowed to simultaneously articulate that you think it's going to go well on the end for mercedes Money. Manet. Manet, eh?
1: I'm going to get it on the by the end today, so yeah, 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 we've got that covered.
2: And simultaneously do that and say, well, hasn't been very good t- thus far, and now the reports are is She even going to be there. I just find it so tedious. <sighs> I'll reiterate this because I just have that instinct in my body mm. to make sure everything I say, say is clear and concise, or just at least thorough. If... Meltzer's reporting is accurate, and it's just simply not going to be her.
1: Yeah, he's saying WWE expecting her back
2: now. Uh but WWE is a cult, and they just think, why wouldn't you want to come? Because it sucks. No matter who's in charge, It's like everyone's going back this week. so everyone might be going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, who knows? We'll get. We'll definitely talk about that later. That is interesting.
1: Yes. Uh, oh yeah, I should point out we're going to do a podcast about the Vince stuff, by the way. Uh, that will probably come out tomorrow, uh, but it's going to be me, Sige, and Andy. Yeah, delving into that story.
2: If it 100% isn't Mercedes and AW are in touch, they're not like this weird bubble cult no. that WWE is. Well, they'll come back. No, they won't. They're not that. Right. They'll know that people think it's Mercedes. Why didn't they scrub that pre-tape with Baker doing I'm the boss? What else from people meant to infer from that? Mm. Uh, stupid. If it's not her, it's the stupid. And that's only the beginning of the stupidity here. Why would you set up a match with Tony Storm at the beat with the greatest will in the world, right? When they they set up this match before it was announced or reported rather that yeah. Mercedes-Money was going to be um, joining New Japan and officially done with the WWE and all the rest of it, right? Even with that information, cause it's not as if AEW have, on some level, it's wrong before the propaganda thing. For people to infer that it's going to be Sasha Banks and AEW, yes. right? Yes. Because they never said it. They've never teased it. The mere... Why, when they, like
1: when they did the Christian thing and people went, oh, I thought it was going to be CM Punk. Yes. Well, they never they literally
2: said, it's not the one, it's not... They, in as many words, they said, it's not him, it's not him. They haven't done that yet. Mm. But nor have they dropped any hints other than Britt Baker. The mere fact that it was four weeks in advance of a show at a, a hot, big market that they knew was going to be a big show only for it to be Tony Storm to drive some with Sheeta. Even if people didn't instantly think, oh, well, it's going to be Sasha Banks, just filed trademarks. They were going to think it's someone new. Yeah. They were going to think it was someone new.
1: Mystery. Don't say mystery. They
2: never build something that far in advance. They barely build women's title matches on <laughs> pay-per-view <laughs> yeah. that far in advance. What are they playing at here if it's not her? And if it is her... What a convoluted... Oh, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. it winds Can up we like, talk about Dax Harwood and William Regal, the, please? The more we talk about it, the more it winds
1: me up. Because I... Yeah, I was a bit like, oh, it's kind of a dumb call to make. And it's a bit confusing. And that's all I saw people saying after the Dynamite of, like... Eh? With Tony, the Tony Storm stuff. Because like you say, it's not just inexplicably teasing a mystery partner when it's always going to be someone who's already on the roster, which is a disappointment, regardless of it is, unless it's someone returning from a serious injury, right? And... It's like okay, you can get away with it if you do the Britt Baker boss stuff, and you do the Soraya interview, right? And you go, and she says, "It's a you know, I love this women's division." Puts it over, does the whole. It just
2: needs an investment.
1: Yeah, or it just says you'll have to wait till next week to find out who my partner is. And Tony Storm's like, "Oh, it could be me." And Mikaro's there. Oh, it could be. Don't go. It's Tony. It's gonna be Tony. Because like you say, regardless of how it plays out next week, uh, Tony Storm's been attacked. Oh, it's, it's actually a god a Well to attack her. Well, what, what, uh, so, you know, the your argument of like, well, what's the main event going to be on Raw before all the shenanigans happen? Well, what if Tony Storm hadn't been attacked backstage? So Mercedes just yeah. shows up and she goes, they go, thanks for coming. Um, but yeah, Tony Storm turns out she's fine. Um, so do you want to just sit around and cater in or...? Do you want to do the money thing? And that's like, what are you doing? It's, it's like for the first dance. I'm trying to trying to work out what it's comparable to. But it's like for the first dance, them going, the first dance, Chicago, Sean Spears is going to be there. Like I love Sean Spears. He's great, right? But you're explicitly saying, when oh, it's not Sean Spears and it's CM Punk, bollocks to Sean Spears. He's he's nobody compared yeah. to this. Well, that's what you're doing to Tony Storm, yeah, as no, you it's said. So, it's
2: so harsh and stupid. Um, I just, again... If the whole idea is oh people think it's her Sasha, it isn't. Let's nip this one on the bud and just reveal it to be Tony Storm, right? I think, right, even, even if Britt Baker hadn't have done an actual allusion to Sasha Banks, Mercedes Money, I think because of the fact that you've done this over a month, I think people would still have the expectation of a swerve. Mm. What a disaster this could be. I'll cheer you up before we get to the final
1: bullet point. Uh, It was Robin Renegade versus Britt Baker, February uh, 2022. And Charlotte Renegade quote tweeted a sister promoting the match saying, go watch my twin lick some ass on Rampage on Friday night. Oh, dear. Look at the comments. I know it's not Tuesday. Come on. Uh, Right. Well, come on. You can't tease the listeners like that. They love the perverts. Uh, Tony Khan, just correct. It's kick your ass. She's kicking ass, okay? Not false advertising. Uh, and, um, they're just that, that gif of a, <laughs> a baby. The tongue out, yeah. Uh, that's gross. It.
2: That's really gross.
1: Uh, Rebel replying, she'll be licking my doctor's ass and asking for more by the end of this match.
2: Oh, Christ almighty. She's banter, isn't she? Yeah, that's great. Uh, right none of that glazed donut or anything like that Uh, probably I'm scared to go the one with the Gunther chop people like the perverts like doing that one as well don't they yeah
1: (laughs) oh I wish I was Britt Baker (laughs) wish
2: I was Britt Baker's sphincter
1: (laughs) Uh, fair play by the way to Charlotte Renegade for not deleting this tweet yeah I've got a lot of time for that Um, absolutely finally House of Black What's next for them? We're going to hear from them tonight, and well, they're they're the the they're waiting in the shadows or whatever the phrase you want to use for the end of this trio's uh, best. Looking of seven. in the shadows, yeah.
2: Santana coming back or something? Oh yeah, because it's it's like a three because it's uh, Eddie Kingston Ortiz thing. What are the team with Eddie Kingston?
1: Shh, mate, I've not known for about six months what they're doing, Eddie Kingston. Because it was it's, just it's, like when you and 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 Hamfler and Andy and the light like were like. Could he be, like, a temporary champion? I was like, yep, absolutely on board with that. And then, like, you were like, well, at least he's going to, you know, come out victorious in this feud with Chris Jericho.
2: (laughs) Nope, It's just the oddest thing. It's the oddest thing. I feel like there might be even a story there Mm. that no one's yet reported. Or it could just, I've got copia with Kingston. That's how much I love the guy of Mm. maybe, you know what, they are just biding their time. It's going to be a long MGF title reign. They want to very slowly build them back up to that peak so that people don't get bored, or familiar, which is just as bad, and then when he can be hot again, because he can be hot with one promo, that's Kingston's joy, maybe there's Biden that time, and I don't know, Um, but it's weird that there's a, trio unit, feuding with two people, when there's an obvious third person, but are they even still friends, or would they do professional business, irrespective, because they were doing that at the time, Mm. they were doing a, business when they'd fallen out, that were still teaming with that offshoot of the BCC before the BCC was even a thing, really. I, I don't know. Yeah. I've got any idea. I remember when
1: they did the first thing with the House of Black. Well,
2: the whole idea is that the teasing that Ortiz and Kingston could be splitting up, yeah?
1: Yeah. I like the bit where they were like, uh, I was going to call an answer there. The, the, enemy, like I was of, the like...
2: enemy of my friend is the friend of your enemy who <laughs> was also like, oh, just, 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 f- and spin it out. It's one thing when you're talking metaphor and yeah. these dark, cryptic words. Like I'll never make sense of that, realistically. <laughs> but like, I don't need like tongue twisters and mm. riddles on top of that.
1: <laughs> it was the bit where they went. Where Malachi was like, "Don't touch him," and they didn't didn't hit their big finish on or isn't anywhere. I'm going to kick his head off. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, are we not touching, know, or are you just saving him for last to kick his head off? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with Eddie Kingston, but yeah, you sense it's a, probably just a, a statement of intent from the House of Black tonight.
2: Well, a statement of intent is like right, okay, under no uncertain terms, if this is what I'm saying, and this is what I'm going to do. You couldn't do a statement of intent like I couldn't do a space flying tiger drop for, f- for Christ's sake. Yeah, they're probably, they're probably going to walk forward in some
1: spotlights and say a sentence in three or four different parts.
2: Yes. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> yeah. They're getting their own way. What's the uh, the verdict? Not guilty or innocent for <laughs> yeah, some yeah. reason. Just say that.
1: Eddie Kingston, I've got a question for you.
2: Can you tickle a bird with a
1: feather? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? What's going on? Just say you want to fight. I know you're just killing time until the trio's best of sevens finish, so how about we... Get on with this and you kick someone's head off, Malachi. Because the moment that bell rings and Brody King murders a, murders a jobber on the stage, I'm completely into this. Yeah. Anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of Rampage and Battle of the Bills. Five tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch uh, well, the you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at...
2: M Sidgwick.
1: Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. And uh, make sure you subscribe to What wherever you we your podcasts from? For daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown preview is available right now. Uh, Wrestle Culture with a hashtag bloody good quiz is coming your way later on today. Tomorrow, as I said, me, Sid and Andy uh, will have a podcast out talking all about the whole Vince situation in WWE's potential return. And on Monday, me and Sid will be reviewing Rampage and Battle of the Belts. But for now, this has been the preview of all that. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.